We believe intentionality exists. We are two millennial moms who are the first to admit our imperfections. We are linking arms, opening the conversation about our struggles to find balance. What if there is more to simplicity than just minimalism or the number of items in your cabinet? What if the measuring stick goes beyond the surface of materialism? What if simplicity is found deep within intentionality? Narrowing your focus to what really matters. Pursuing the right things, fleeing the dangerous things, to delight in the finest of things. In a generation saturated with instant gratification, screens, and distracted relationships, Simplicity Beckons. This week on Simplicity Beckons, we are taking the opportunity to discuss the topic of self-care. And I know for myself, this is something I feel like I am not great at, and my views on it have changed over the years. But I have found that it is a buzzword and very popular in mommy circles and just kind of our culture today. So I'm excited to discuss it together and just to hear more of your thoughts on it, Elizabeth. So I guess before we get in too far, how do you describe self-care? Because it really has a lot of different connotations and meanings based on who you're talking with. So when I think about self-care, first thing that comes to mind is like bubble baths and mani-pedis and like target halls. And it almost does have a negative connotation for me in kind of the sense that it's kind of self-serving and that's a little off-putting to me, not because I don't think I'm worthy of those things or like deserving of them, but um, it kind of feels like it's like self-indulging, you know, when I think it's actually more about addressing areas in your life in which you need to be caring for yourself. And a lot of like, the things that come to mind when I hear the phrase self-care just seem like superficial fixes. Does that make sense? Totally. I feel like when I think of it, there's like hard extremes with self-care. Like I feel like some people define it literally as just like taking care of yourself, like brushing my teeth is an act of self-care. But then there's the other extreme like you're mentioning, and it's just like become this really selfish, I deserve, you know, this really expensive haircut and nails and just this whole day off because I'm a mom and I just have to have this time to myself. And it's hard to find like, what is the balance and what is it really, you know, at its core. And when I think of it, I kind of think of it just literally as the word, you know, like self-care, like taking actions to preserve or improve on your health And more of a standpoint of making sure that your cup is full. Because when I think of self-care, I think of the importance of making sure that you are healthy and thriving and your cup is still full so you can continue to fill other people's cups and continue to pour out to those around you and those you love. And it's been hard. Like I said, I feel like it goes from extreme to extreme, but that's kind of what I have to center myself on as is my cup full and Mm. am I able to love on those around me well I think that's a really much healthier way to look at it and it's interesting that that's what comes to mind for you when you hear self-care because for me like I said I feel like I almost have a negative connotation with it but really when I was looking up the definition of it 
it's the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness, particularly in periods of stress or taking action to preserve or improve one's health. And because I just don't feel like that is the message that you get about self-care, just like from a worldly perspective. So it's been interesting for me to kind of peel back that facade and kind of look at what the real intent of it is. And it's, it's really thought provoking kind of what that looks like, like what is causing stress in my life? What does it look like to alleviate that? What is something that you are already doing or have done to alleviate stress and kind of help keep yourself on track? So I know for me, when I think of self-care more as trying to make sure I'm not pouring for an empty cup, it has changed over time because you're so right. Like self-care has become such like an Instagrammable, like I have to get my story of this is like my perfect self-care night, bubble bath, you know, all the things. And I think it's taken me years and kind of layers of like, okay, what is the real root of self-care though? And especially once you become a mother, seasons look so different. You know, like when I was working, I was super busy or now that I'm home, my busy, it's still there. It just looks totally different. And so I think I've had to take steps to alleviate stress and keep me on track. And they've been different over the different seasons. But I know right now where I'm at, that looks a lot like just waking up earlier and making sure I get time in the word each day. And I'm not great at that. I have found that I am such a like to-do list and I want my schedule to be consistent. So on the days that I'm unable to get up earlier or if Graham wakes up early or something happens and I don't fit in that time in the word in the morning, it's hard for me to you know, carve out time sometime later in the day to get in the word. Like, I just want it to be my routine of like, no, it has to be done at this time of the morning. And that's not great. So that's something that I'm doing to alleviate stress is just making sure that I'm fostering that spiritual discipline of being in the word, whether that means it is on my agenda or maybe it's not on my agenda, just at a later different time. But I know personally, I need that to be able to love on those well in my life. I can look back in periods of my life where I was consistently like in the Bible and I can remember how good that felt and how centered I felt and how healthy that was for me. It goes beyond like even like physical health. It's like heart health and it feels so good. But it's weird because I fall off the bandwagon with it. And it's hard for me to kind of get back on that track, even though I know how good it is for me. And this is a Christian podcast, like having a Bible study and promoting that seems like a Sunday school answer. But I really do think that if there's one way that you're going to invest in self-care, you need to be investing in your heart. And like you said, if you're wanting to have a full cup to pour into other people, that is that's the place to start. And it's so funny that we, well, I don't want to say we, I have such a problem prioritizing that. Right. When really, when you think about it, this is the only time 
in history that we literally have the entire Bible, all versions in the palm of our hand at any given moment. And we don't even have to read it. We can set it to read to us. So there are some very simple ways to implement that. And it doesn't have to look like an hour-long Bible study. You know, it doesn't always have to look the same day to day. I think literally if you start with the verse of the day, because on the um, on the YouVersion app, if you open it up to like the homepage, there's a verse of the day there. Even if you start there and see if God can speak into your life from even just reading that much, that's a great place to start. You can have it read to you while you're getting ready in the morning. You can have a little bit of time when you're sitting in the pickup line because so many people are doing that on a daily basis. So I think it's just finding even five minutes during the day to start implementing that towards getting ourselves on a good track. And another thing that comes to mind for me is exercise. That's Mm -hmm. another thing that is so beneficial for me. And I can get into a rhythm and a routine where it's just, I'm doing it every day. It's not a hard decision, but something happens it gets thrown off and I fall off the bandwagon with it. I don't know about you, but I do this stupid thing where I'm like, I really need to start running again. But I wouldn't start on a Thursday. I have to start on a <laughs> right. morning. Yes. You know? The beginning of the month. <laughs> it's so weird. Like the excuses and like all of, you know, the things that we, the barriers towards our own well-being that we put in place. I mean, I don't get it. I don't know how to get past it, but I think it starts with little steps. And I think you're right. Like when I hear the word self-care, I don't think of discipline. Like that's not a word that comes to mind. But as you're talking, that's just where I keep going to. Like listening to you share your heart on this, self-care takes discipline, whether that's with your health or what you're eating or time in the word or even just discipline of how you're able to maybe, you know, find rest throughout your day. Like self-care is not easy for us, especially as mothers. And yet when I hear the word, especially as I first started thinking of it, like it just sounds so selfish, but really I feel like true self-care just takes a lot of true discipline. And then I feel like once you've established that discipline and those small habits then that is when you really are able to pour into others and you really are looking out for yourself and for others all at the same time. You know, it's like those little disciplines add up and those little habits make such a big difference. And yet I try to like eat the whole elephant at once. Yeah. (laughs) And then I come up with excuses and then nothing gets done. And so then I'm not in the word or I'm not working out. And so it's finding those baby steps to get us in a healthier place and a healthier mindset, spiritually healthier, so we can love on others well. Absolutely. And like, I think if you use the metaphor of like, I don't even know if metaphor is the right word, but if you're thinking of like starting a workout routine, I think we have it in our heads. Like it's got to be 30 minutes. It's got to look like this. I have to do this many miles, whatever. But it's like, really, it's just about moving, whether that means getting up and walking around the block one time, if that's where you start, you know, five minutes is better than zero minutes. And this is a truth that I know, but it's something that I constantly struggle with because I have a very idealistic picture in my head of what it's supposed to look like. And if I don't achieve that, then I've already failed. Right. Really, it's about just baby steps, taking a baby steps towards better, like not just perfect, just better, whatever better looks like. Yeah. 
Do you have a goal that you would like to work towards or maybe you are working towards to try to care for yourself better and kind of in a more practical way? I'm really wanting to prioritize rest. And when I say rest, I mean actually like sleeping, like lights out, going to sleep. So I'm thinking I'm wanting to sort of implement an actual bedtime for myself and prioritizing that ahead of all of the other things. Because I find myself being like, oh, well, I can't go to bed yet because I don't have that load of laundry put up or, you know, the bar in the kitchen is cluttered or whatever it might be. I put that off when really, I mean, that's the foundation of the next day, you know, is getting enough sleep and heading into the next day, like fueled and ready. So that's one way. Another thing I've really, really need to work on is drinking enough water Mm. because my coffee to water deficit (laughs) is bad. Like, I mean, it is a deficit. Like it's, it's bad. (laughs) I mean, and it's so ridiculous because those like, what's more basic than water and sleep? Like (laughs) very few things are, there's nothing more basic than that. So those are two things I would really like to make some progress on and then like we were talking about earlier, I do want to get back into a routine with a Bible study or scripture, really just scripture, just starting with that um, and kind of getting that going. I There's a program called the Bible Recap. Have you heard of that? I haven't. So it's actually a podcast and it's one of those reading plans where you can read through the Bible in a year. It's like 10 minutes worth of reading and then okay. there's a 10 minute podcast recap where it goes over like the reading that you just did. And I have read half of the Bible with that and loved it. It was so good. But once again, I fell off the bandwagon with it. Things got busy. Um, I think I actually got pregnant and was throwing up all the time. I don't really remember what threw it off, but you know, that's something I would like to prioritize right up there with like sleeping and eating and drinking water. (laughs) You know, that's what I'm working towards. What about you? I love that you said rest because I am there with you. Um, But instead of kind of the early bedtime, I am naturally like a morning person and I want to go to bed early. So it's not hard for me to go to bed early. That's just like naturally what I like to do. But I have a hard time like resting throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding, especially with this pregnancy, I keep being reminded that every pregnancy is different, you know? So like in my head, I think I feel pregnant and it's just like I was when I was pregnant with Graham and I could just go, go, go. And when I was pregnant with Graham, I was like working full time and on tons of crazy business trips and just working insane hours and go, go, go. And, and I could do it. I was like totally fine. But this pregnancy has been so different. And now that I'm getting further along, I'm like past the halfway point, my body is like sending physical signs to me that I cannot continue with this go, go, go mindset. Mm -hmm. And for someone who struggles with that, and I know that that is just one of my many idols is how much I can accomplish. And Mm -hmm. I do like to glorify being busy. And like, to me, that is just a way that I feel like I'm being useful is by getting a lot done. It's been really hard to find rest and to like force myself to physically slow down in the afternoon. And so I'm trying to get better that when Graham is napping in the afternoon, I'm either off my feet 
or even trying to nap myself mm. and just find a way to get a nap in because if I don't, by the end of the day, I'm just physically hurting and my hormones are out of whack and I'm just not in a good, healthy place at the end of the day. And so it's just slowing down and remembering that in this season, I don't have to get every single thing done off my to-do list. You know, I feel like true rest is holding your to-do list with a loose hand and like yeah. releasing the grip to control and just reorient reorienting your heart to what really matters yeah. and knowing that, you know, because of what Jesus has done for me, I'm not called to strive and get everything done. I can just rest in what he has already done for me. So it's easy to say, but it's been really hard for me to do. And so today I actually was able to nap. <laughs> so that's good. I can say, you know, I got one day done, but it's, I have a hard time quieting my mind to just rest during the afternoon. So that's one thing, especially with pregnancy, I'm trying to work on. And then the other I had mentioned earlier is just being consistent in the word. And so if I don't get it done at my set time when I want to get it done, you know, being flexible and being able to fit it in, whether it's listening to it or squeezing it in at the end of the day, finding a way to still fit it in. You know, it's so easy to just naturally want to turn on TV or Netflix at the end of the day. Mm. And that's time we could be opening our Bible instead, you know, like, yeah. And yet I think our sinful nature, it's like we feel entitled, especially as moms. It's like, oh, the kids are down. Like, finally, I can get me time. And we feel entitled to just like veg out and like disengage when really that's like great time that we can be feeding our souls and filling our cups. That's a really good point. I think we need to work on redefining what me time is and what me time looks right. like. And it's really just the idea of investing in not just your present self, but also investing in your future self. To me, when I think about sort of what self-care really is, it's about investing in the self that's here in the moment, but even more than that, it's in the future self, like the self that's going to have to wake up in the morning and take care of kids and the self that's going to have to go to work and navigate relationships and the self that, you know, wants to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. But we can't do that if we're not being filled up by the actual living word of God. And I think that like we always talk about, we're never going to achieve that here on this earth. And we can know something with our heads, but to like motivate our hearts. Sometimes it takes like just asking for help. Like, God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do a Bible study. I want to do all the other things, but this is what I know is best for me. Um, give me a heart for this. And I have found that you can get there and that it's so beneficial. Mm. So, so beneficial. Yeah, it's one of those things that's so easy to talk about and it's so hard to actually live out. But when you do, you can really see and reap the rewards of it. Mm -hmm. To kind of wrap up this conversation, which I've really enjoyed, this has been a good, a good conversation to kind of just oh, hash out all these things. And I'm sure we will have other opportunities too again. And maybe we can circle back and kind of see if we've made any yes. progress. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, so if there is an aspect of self-care that's like treating yourself, um, is there a way that you 
like to like treat yourself to something. (laughs) Yeah, that is the fun part, I think, of self-care, you know, still finding those little ways that you can still pursue disciplines and intentional habits and just, you know, really treasuring Christ in the ordinary but still finding something that you love along the way and can yeah. make it enjoyable. And it's fall. It's a change of seasons. I know so many of us are like all on the pumpkin bandwagon. We're all on the just everything has to be like fall leaves and decorated and smells oh, yeah. folly. And so I have been loving just my new fall candle, <laughs> the Aww. cheap $10 fall candle from Target. But that just makes something, you know, that's like my special treat that I can like light it in the morning, start my day. That's when I try to like light it before I can like spend time in the word and just have that kind of going in the background of the house just to kind of help set the tone for the day. And that's been like a fun thing. It's crazy how that can affect your mood, right? It can. Like that and music. Like if I can have some music on in the background, a candle going, I'm like a happy person throughout the day. So what music are you pairing with your fall candle? Oh, whatever I'm in the mood for <laughs> could be anything. Um, I've really been into like different Spotify playlists. Yeah. And so it's kind of, you know, whatever one I have found or it depends if Graham's awake, you know, if he's awake, it's often frozen or one of oh, his of songs, course. but um, I don't know. It just kind of depends on my mood. One that I have stumbled on that has been kind of surprising and not everyone will like it is Spotify puts together classical music that are new releases. So they're from new musicians and it's like new release classical music. And sometimes I like that just to have it on in the background and it's not all of the oh yeah songs that you're used to hearing and it's just something different and kind of you don't have to think about it. So that's been a good one when I need just like some peace and quiet and I don't want the house to be, you know, quiet, quiet. And I just need a little music on in the background. That's great. Is there something you're loving or has made it easier as you work to kind of tackle some of these disciplines? So if I'm going to treat myself, I am not, I wouldn't consider myself a tomboy exactly, but I am not like a, a manicure, pedicure, face mask, person. Right. Like that is not who I am. I don't really even get that much enjoyment out of that. So if I'm going to treat myself to something, it's nine times out of 10 going to be iced coffee. Oh, yes. <laughs> Which is unfortunately That's an expensive mutual. habit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but it's funny because I have this range of like things that I think makes me deserve one. Cause like if I, if I get up on the weekend and I clean the house and I pay bills and like get all this stuff done, I'll be like, Hey, I worked really hard. I deserve a nice coffee. But on the flip side of that, man, if it was a, if we were struggle blessing and like, it was hard to get everybody out the door and the house is a wreck, I'll be like, you know what? I probably just need to restart and give myself a little something to get myself going, I'm going to get an iced coffee. So I can pretty much uh, work an iced coffee into almost any scenario. And yeah, it's an expensive habit for sure. It's a tasty one though. So good. Yeah. So iced coffee is a big one for me. And then I love Hobby Lobby. Like love it. Like that's my favorite place to go. So I will go to Hobby Lobby and get some kind of like 
art supplies, like some kind of like new pin or like a new watercolor brush, something like that. And I also really love their like home decor stuff. Like Hobby Lobby is like when I go to heaven, there's probably going to be like a Hobby Lobby <laughs> in my backyard. <laughs> I don't know. I love language for you. (laughs) It really is. Like I get Hobby Lobby gift cards for for my birthday and Christmas almost every year because people are like, that's an easy one. And then Starbucks gift cards. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a simple soul. I'm easy to please. I love that. (laughs) Love it. Well, this has been a lot of fun just to kind of talk through the topic and I like hearing your heart and just kind of seeing, you know, how we both, have kind of struggled through this and how it's something neither of us are perfect at. And we're, you know, just constantly trying to redefine how it looks to us and still find the simple joys along the way with that. It's fun. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not only am I not perfect at it. I think I'm bad at it. Oh, yes. Same here. Like it is the struggle is real, but I think the first step is really um, sort of dissecting it and then, like making a proactive plan for like, like we were talking about areas we want to focus on and kind of what that looks like for, like you said, the stage that we're in. So yeah, this was a great conversation. Work in progress. Always. Always.